All right, I will say good morning, good morning. An incredible schos to begin. Another week of the DAF, another week of our Numesech, Mesechas Nedarim. Begin by thanking all of our sponsors to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Cheshvan. To thank Yanki and Lisa Statman, Yitzi and Rebecca Statman for dedicating all the Shi'urim and Drushos this month. Ignoration of the first yard site of their sister, Menucha Shingle Yehudis Zichron Levracha Bas David Yosef. To thank Shmuel Rabin Karapkin for dedicating the Shi'urim this month in commemoration of the 25th yard site of Rabin's mother, Melanie Solomon Pesa Mira Bas Chaim Zichron Levracha. To thank our Dafyomi sponsors for today, Mr. and Mrs. Milton Martyr in commemoration of the yard site of Mrs. Martyr's mother, Rose Steinberg, Rabbits in Shoshana Rezel, Bas Menachem Mendel Yitzchak Zichron Levracha, and Baruch Meir and Rina Dubin in commemoration of the 25th yard site of Baruch Meir's grandmother, Anita Dubin, Chana Rus Bas Max, We hope that the merit of our Talmud Torah, all of the Neshamas will have an Aliyah and the family Zayn Chama. Well, so with that, let us begin. So we have an exciting daf ahead of us today. Today's daf is daf Hey. Five. We left off on the top of Hey Ahmed Aleph, actually three lines in. So we'll say, if you remember again, we are focusing today on the last line in the Mishnah. So remember again, we've spent an extensive amount of time focusing on the structure of the Mishnah. We've also highlighted, really what, what's, what's, been our, what's been our sticking point this entire time, is how the Mishnah begins with a conversation about, or conversation, a statement about Kinu Yeshua, right? Which means similar or equivalent terms, but then gives an example of Yados, right? A Yad, a partial statement of Yeshua. So now, we're focusing on that example. So if you remember again, the Mishnah, the, the way the Mishnah is phrased, and this is really at the, at the root of all this, the way the Mishnah itself is phrased is a little bit strange, because the Lashon of the Mishnah was when it gives the example of a Yad. Remember again, it's HaOmer Lechavero, Mudrani Mimcha, Mufrashani Mimcha, Mirichukani Mimcha. Literally, I'm nethered from you, separated from you, distanced from you. Shani Ochelacha, Shani Toimacha. That which I eat of yours, that which I drink of yours. So I will say, so it's not immediately clear how exactly you put together these statements. So remember again, in yesterday's daf, we had two versions of Shmuel. Two versions. In version number one, Shmuel said, the statements of Mudrani Mimcha, Mifrushani Mimcha, Mirchukani Mimcha, by themselves are absolutely meaningless. They only become meaningful when you add on a modifier of Sha'ochalacha or Shashosalacha. Right? You, you need some type of modifier. We left off in yesterday's daf with a second version of Shmuel. The second version of Shmuel say is that Halacha Lamaisa, there are really two different situations. When a person says, Mudrani Hemach, Mudrani Hemach, Mufrashani Hemach, Mirukhokani Hemach, you use that Lashen, that Lashen actually creates reciprocal prohibition. Right? In other words, I, so just, just to illustrate this, I go over to Ruvain, I say, Ruvain, Mudrani Hemach, I nethered from you. Distance. So we'll say what that effectively does, says Shmuel, is I can't benefit from Ruvain and Ruvain can't benefit from me. It creates reciprocal prohibition. However, if I go over to Ruvain and I say, Ruvain, which is a yad, the partial statement, Shani what that means is I'm prohibiting myself to benefit from Ruvain, but I'm not creating an Isra for Ruvain to benefit from me. That's where we left off, and I will say this is the position not only of Shmuel, but also the position of Yosi Barabichanina. And let's just take a look. Kiha Dam Rabbi Yosi Bar-Rabi-Khanina, second line. Hey, we already did this yesterday, but just again. Kiha 
Kihad the Amrav Yosef Rebbechanina Mudrani Heimach Shnehen Asurin. This is what Rabbi Yosef Rebbechanina says when he says again the Lashon of Yosef Mudrani Heimach. I am nedered from you. Ultimately, again, both of them are prohibited. Both me, the vower, as well as Ruvain, are both prohibited to go ahead and benefit from each other. Both say, just a word of clarification. I know you're thinking to yourself, one second, how can I prohibit someone else? Right? So remember, again, when we say I prohibit Ruvain, what that's saying is like this. Let's just play this out. I go to Ruvain, say, I say, Ruvain, Mudrani Heimach. So according to Shmuel and Rabbi Yosef Mechalina, what that means is I prohibit myself from getting benefits from Ruvain, and I prohibit Ruvain from getting benefit from me. What that means is I prohibit Ruvain from getting any benefit from my property. So I have the ability to do that. It's my property. It's my property. So essentially I'm saying Ruvain is you are not allowed to get benefit from anything of mine. So it's not really as much that I'm prohibiting Ruvain, but rather what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm prohibiting my property upon Ruvain. In other words, Ruvain, you cannot get any level of benefits from me. So it's not as much that I'm controlling another person, but I'm controlling the way another person interacts with my property, which I have absolutely every right to do. Good. So I'll say that's what we're holding. So now we're going to challenge this a little bit. Here we go. So Tanan, Harini Alecha Cheirem. So we'll say, so now, based on this, what the Gemara assumes is like this. Any time, any time you kind of use these open-ended statements, it sounds like according to both Shmuel and Rabbi Yosef it creates reciprocal prohibition. So let's give an example of this. So tonight we learned, Harini Alecha Cheirem. I say, I go over to Ruben, I say, Ruben, I am hereby Cheirem upon you. Cheirem upon you. Both say, what would we call that statement? What would you call that? What would you call it? A Yad. The Pashtus, that's a Yad. That's Yad, although... We're going to see sometimes the interesting part is something could sound like a yad and a kinui at the same time. But again, let's go. So we'll say, sorry, I'm cherem unto you. So we'll say, based on what we just said before, according to Shabbos Chenira, what would you think should be the impact of that statement? That sounds like what? Mujrani heimach, mufrashani heimach, which should create reciprocal prohibition. Yet, what does the Mishnah say? Hamod hamudar aser, Ultimately, again, I'll say, it sounds as if Mishnah says, the case over here is where the subject of the nether, in this case Ruvain, will be ushered to go ahead and benefit from me, but I am not prohibited to benefit from Ruvain. So that seems to contradict what Shmuel and Rabbi Yosef Hanina said, to which the Gemara says, no, 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 it's not a kasha, kigon deparish va'at alai lo. So I will say, this is where he, he made a follow-up statement. In other words, I say to Ruvain, I say to Ruvain, hareni alecha cherem, I'm hereby cherem upon you. And then, by the way, there's a modifying statement. Va'at alai lo. But you are not prohibited to me. Okay. So if you explicitly say that, then obviously, again, such a nether is only going to work to prohibit Ruvain upon me, but not to prohibit me to Ruvain. Okay. So the Gemara says, so the Gemara goes weiter. At alai cherem. So we're recording these, what we think to be these similar cases. At alai cherem. You are cherem unto me. So we'll say in general, when you have these open-ended statements, it sounds like they should fall into the category of Mudrani Heimach, Mufrashani Heimach, which according to Shmuel and Rabbi Yosef Echanina create reciprocal Iser. Yet what's Talacha? Hanoder Aser, the one who made the Neder is Aser. Ava Mudar, but the Mudar means the subject, we'll call him Ruvain in this case. Lo. So once again, it's a contradiction to which the Gemara says, No, 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 Kigon de Parish, Va'ana Alecha Lo. 
This is where I explicitly said, I will not be prohibited unto you. Okay, so I will say the Gemara is answering up all of these cases by claiming that the person making the nether is including an additional modifying statement. Avastamamai. Then I will say, but again, so now let's assume in both of these cases, had you not added in the follow-up modifying statements, what would be the impact of harini alecha cherem or at alai cherem? What would be the impact? Shnehen asurin. Ultimately, again, what would it do? It would create reciprocal prohibition. Now, both say that, 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 so that, in other words, that seems to line up with what Shmuel and Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Hanina both said. That's whenever you make like these open ended, open ended yados, they create reciprocal prohibition. To which the Yomar said, one second, Hamidik Tani Seifa, but look at the end of the Mishnah. Hareini Alecha Va'at Alai. If I go ahead and I say, right, I say, I'm, I'm talking to Ruben. Hareini Alecha, I am hereby upon you. Va'at Alai, and you are permitted upon me. Shnei Asurin. That's when it creates reciprocal Isser. Hadein Hu Asurin. It's only in this case that reciprocal Isser is created. Avastama, Rabbi say in a stamp case. In a stamp case, will be the Halacha. Who Aser? The Noder, the one making the Neder is Aser. Vichadero Mutter. And ultimately, again, his friend, i.e. the subject of the Neder, would be Mutter. Rabbi say this contradicts what we said before. Elahachi itman Rabbi Yosei Vichanina. So we'll say, you're right. You're right. Let's, let's take a step back. Let's refine the position of Rabbi Yosei Vichanina. Rabbi say now, just to understand something over here. The Gemara began with a discussion of Shmuel. And then, I will say Shmuel, right? Then we said Shmuel really holds like Rabbi Yossi Bar Because what Rabbi Yossi Bar say, at least originally he said, Mudrani Heimach, when you make a general statement, a general Yad, like Mudrani, Mifushani, Miruchukani Heimach, reciprocal is her. Okay? Now we are going to Elahachi Itmar Rabbi The truth is, let's refine Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Hanina's position. Here we go. Mudra ani lecha. If I go over to Reuven, I say, Reuven, I am mudar to you, right? I'm nedert to you. Shnehan asurin. Ultimately, again, we're both asur. I'm asur to Reuven, and Reuven's asur to me. Watch this. Mudrani heimach. But if I say, I am nedert from you, then what? Who asur? The chavero mutter. I, I am asur, the one who made the neder, right? I can't benefit from Reuven. But Ruvain can benefit from me. I both say, isn't this incredible? What's the distinction between these two cases? What's the distinction between these two cases? One, one word. One word. So just to clarify this again. So the Rose says, so now again, we're going we're gonna to reject this in just a moment also, but it's an interesting stage. So now what the Gemara is suggesting is, there's interesting what, what word you use. When you, or it's like this. When you say, Mudrani Heimach, Mudrani, I'm, I'm going to say, let me go in order. Mudra, um, no, no, I'm sorry. Mudr ani lecha, right? When I say I am nethered to you, lecha, lecha creates reciprocal iser. Mudrani heimach, I nethered from you, that creates me. The one who's making the nether, I'm usher to Ruvain, Ruvain is not usher to me. They both say, why the distinction? Take a look at the run. Actually, this is great because the run is right across, right across to the left. Here we go, just the first few lines. It's actually very interesting. The Ran explains that the word Mudrani Lach or Mudrani Lach 
can mean one of two things. Lach can mean to you and from you. To you and from you. So ultimately, again, what that Lashon does is it goes ahead and it creates reciprocal Isser. Kolomar, nechase asurin lecha. In other words, so I go over to Ruvain. I say mudrani lach or mudrani lecha. So what I'm saying is, Ruvain, what I own is Asr to you. And also, ultimately, again, what I own, what you own is Asr to me. Right? So the lecha, the lach, works for both parties. As opposed to heimach, heimach, I both say, is a more explicit term. Heimach could only be explained or translated in one way, which is, which is, how would you translate heimach? From you. From you. And that's all that can mean. So I both say, so now in this model, the Gemara is saying, up until now, we've been focused on like the first part of Mudrani, Mufrashani. Now the Gemara says the truth is, it really depends on what term you use vis-a-vis Ruvain. So if you say Mudrani Licha or Lach, that creates reciprocal Isser. Heimach from you, I'm Asr to Ruvain. Ruvain is not Asr to me. One second, the Gemara says, Bahamias Nisin, Diktani Heimach. Yekarabal say, Our Mishnah. Our Mishnah, Bezim Dalaf, from Sakhazadarim. Our Mishnah was a Lashon of Heimach, Mudrani Heimach, Miruchukani Heimach, Mufrashani Heimach. And yet, Rabbi Osei, remember again, V'okmina lemas nisim l'shumla b'kulon, at shiomashani toim l'cha, v'ashani ochel l'cha, hu da'asr v'chavero mutar. Rabbi Osei, yet again, the way we set up the case, so our Mishnah is talking about a case of Heimach, and yet Shmuel, right, we'll say this is the, this is the end of Dalad Amad Beis, Shmuel explained that the nether only takes effect if you include a modifier. Shani ocha lecha, shani shoselech, shani toyim lecha. So we'll say that's the case where what? The person making the nether is Asr. But ultimately, again, Ruven, we'll call it, I'm Asr, we'll, we'll call it, I'm, the, I'm the making the nether, but Ruven is going to be mutter. Abab mudrani heimach, shnei asurin. Yet we'll say it sounded like based on Shmuel's explanation of the Mishnah, that even a lashon of heimach would create reciprocal iser, which contradicts what we just said before. So we'll say, so in model, so in version, right, in version number two, we are positing as follows. Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Hanina says like this, if you use a lashon of lach or lecha, that creates reciprocal iser. Heimach, only the vower is aser, the subject will call it is mutter, is mutter. The Gemara challenges that because from our Mishnah, our Mishnah uses a lashon of Heimach. And yet it sounds like from our Mishnah, Heimach creates reciprocal Isser. Therefore, the Gemara says, Ella, here we go. Meikara, the Shmuel Hachi Itmar. In the beginning, here's what Shmuel said. Taima, the Amar Shani Ochalacha, Bashani Toyamacha, who de'en hu Asser, Ella Bachila. So let's listen to this. We'll say, which moment to say is like this. If halacha lemaisa, right, in the case of the Mishnah, where I go over to her and I say, I say, Ruvain, mufrashani, let's just keep it easy. Mudrani lecha, or mudrani heimach, masha'ani ochel lecha. Masha'ani lecha. So watch this. The reason, right, sataima do amr shani ochel lecha, vashani tam lecha, hu de'ein hu asr ela ba'achila. So I will say, watch this. Here we go. Let's bring everything together. When I say, mudrani heimach, sha'ani ochel lecha. Right? I nethered from you that which I eat of yours. What's the result of such a nether? I'm not allowed to eat Ruvain's food. Right? I'm not allowed to eat Ruvain's food. Watch this. Ha, mudrani mimach. But I will say, if I were just to say the word, I go over to her and say, Ruvain, mudrani himach or mimach, then what? Asr afidu bahana. 
Shilabose, here's what's interesting. There are two ways you could utilize Mudrani. By the way, when I say Mudrani, Mudrani includes all of the Lashonos of the Mishnah. Mudrani, Mirukhukani, Mefrushani, they're all, they're all in the same boat. So watch this. So the Gemara says, Shmuel's, Shmuel's idea is the following. If I say Mudrani, Mirukhukani, Mefrushani, and I leave it and I qualify it and I say Shani Ochalacha, for example, what does that do? That creates a nedja that says, I can't get any food benefit, consumption benefit from Rubain. But if I just say that statement unqualified, whatever the Lashon is, then that creates an overarching Isra from Rubain. Which, which makes, which I say, is logical. Logical, right? I can't get any level of Hanah. To which the Gemara says, if that's the case, let Shmuel say this. Let Shmuel say this. So here's the problem. Shmuel didn't say this, right? When Shmuel commented an Ara Mishnah on the bottom of Dalit Amud Beis, that's not what Shmuel said. Imar says, if that's really what Shmuel said, if that's really what Shmuel meant, Shmuel should have said it. If you just say, Mirchukani, Mifrushani, Mudrani, then that what? creates a holistic isra but if you qualify it by saying shani ochalacha, that only prohibits you to eat Ruvain's food. If that's what you meant, say it. Problem is, that's not what Ruvain said, sorry, that's not what Shmuel said in his commentary of the Gemara. Ella, can I back to the drawing board again? Here we go. Ella, hachi itmar. Rather, Abosai, here is the halacha. Ella, hachi itmar. Taima da'amar shani ochalacha, vashini toim lacha. So I Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Says the Gemara like this. Sorry. Thank you. Ella, Haki Itmar, here we go. Taima do Amar, Shani Ochalacha, Vashani Toimacha, who the Osser. So listen to this. We'll say here, now this is not yet the conclusion either, but it's close to the conclusion. Watch this. So we'll say, let's go back. Let's bring this all together. When you go ahead and you say, I go over to Ruvain and I say, Ruvain. And I will say, you could choose any of the Lashonos you want from Beis Amadal from the Mishnah because they're all the same. I go over to Ruvain and I say, Ruvain. Mudrani mimach, mimcha. Mifrushani mimcha. Mirechukani mimcha. I use any of those Lashonos. And then what? Shani ochalacha. So we'll say, then I've created a nether. I've created a nether, right? What that means is, I can't get any food benefits from you, drink benefits from you, whatever it might be. However, we'll say, here we go. So we'll say, listen to this. But if I just go over to Ruvain and I say, Ruvain, that statement is meaningless. That statement is meaningless. And Abba said, this is quite interesting. Why is this statement meaningless? Here we go. Abba said, here we're getting into, here we're getting into the conclusion of the Sugina. Listen to this. My time, huh? Because Abba it's very simple. When you use these Lashonos, they can mean a variety of things. For example, Mudra'ani Mimcha. They will say, what does it mean when I go over to Ruben and I say, Ruben, I am Mudar, right? I am Mudrat, I am nethered from you. What does that mean? Maybe that means, Maybe that means what? I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. Or, I'm separated from you. Maybe that means, 
I'm not doing business with you. I'm distanced from you. I'm not even coming anywhere close to you. So what is the Gemara saying over here? And saying, now, now we're getting to the halacha l'maysa. The Gemara says, you use open-ended expressions like this. Mufrashani, I'm distanced from you. Mudrani, I'm nedared from you. Mirukhukani, I'm distanced from you. These can mean a variety of things. And the Gemara is saying, these could just mean things. One thing it clearly means, which is what? Which is what? Right? I don't really want anything to do with you. Right? But, but, but that's not a nedar. That, that's not a nedar. That could just be saying, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to do business with you. I don't want to be in proximity to you. But Rabosai, it does not create a nether. So Rabosai, when's the only time a nether is created using these Lashonos? When is the only time you create a nether? When? When you append then something else on the end of that. So, Merechukani Mimcha, Shari Ochelacha. Okay. Now you're saying I'm distanced from you. In what way? In what way? I'm not eating your food. Right? Or, or fill in whatever. But you have to append something. You have to append something to that statement. Because the statement by itself clearly, clearly indicates that I don't want anything to do with you. But Lamai said, that's not an edder. The both say, to which leads the Gemara to a profound and incredibly important statement. Lema, Kasavar Shmuel. So both say, so now, so now, here's what's coming out. So before we even get it, I don't want, this is the punchline. So even before it's done, so now it's making sense. So now, when Shmuel comes out, here's what Shmuel meant. All of those Lashonos in the Mishnah, Mudrani Mimcha, Mufrashani Mimcha, Merichokani Mimcha, by themselves are meaningless statements. When do they become meaningful? North meaningful meaning what? That they create a nether when you append some defined action on the, on, on the back end of it. Action is the wrong word. When you define, some, some, when, when, you, when you append something defined to it. Shani ocha lecha, shani toim lecha. The Bible says to which the Gemara says, "Oh, lema kasavar Shmuel yadayim she'ein mochinchos lo havyan yadayim." We'll say here it is. Here it is. Right. So now we'll say, remember, all of this is a discussion about yados. Remember again. Let's go back. What's a yad? What's a yad? Partial statement. So we'll say, here we go. Let's get into this. So now we're going to have an interesting machlokas. So we'll say, so a yad by definition. So we'll say. A yad is a partial statement. Partial statement by definition tells you already what? What? What's between a partial statement and a complete statement? Right? So remember, a partial statement is by definition not going to be as explicit as a complete statement. So I will say the shayla is now, the shayla is now, does a yad have to be clear in some way at all? Right? Does it have to have some level of understanding? That's called yadayim mochichos. Mochichos means, mochiach literally means to prove. In other words, that it's true it's a partial statement, but it's understood clearly from the partial statement what you mean to convey. Or do we say no? Even yadayim she'inon mochichos, even unclear partial statements, right? Unclear partial, non-explicit partial statements. It's not even explicit, we'll say it's, it's clear. Even, even non-unclear partial statements work as well. So we'll say, what do you see from here? Shmuel holds, here we go. Shmuel holds that a yad only works if what? If it's muchach. There has to be some level of clarity in your yad. There has to be some level of clarity in your yad. Rabbi say, Vaharaya, Vaharaya, Shmuel saying, Mudrani mimcha, Mufrashani mimcha, Ruchukani mimcha. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Rabbi say, by the way, 
I don't know about you, but I would have said like, I don't know. That sounds pretty, I mean, for, in, like, in the world of Yados, in the world of Yados, you could have made a pretty cogent argument that that should work. Because obviously you're using Lashonos of prohibiting yourself to something. Yet Shmuel holds, it's not enough. It's not enough. You have to append something more explicit, something more specific, bless you, something clearer to the end of that statement in order to make it work. Shmuel holds that unclear yados, right? Ambiguous yados or inexplicit yados. Ultimately, again, is not the Adabos. Take a look at the, take a look at Rashi actually for just a moment. Rashi on the left hand side, right? So we'll say, what do you see from here? Because again, even though one could have said, for example, Mudrani Mimcha, I will say, again, think about this for just a moment. Mudrani Mimcha, I nethered from you. I don't know. I know it's, it's not a complete statement. But it should at least be a yad, but Shmuel holds it's not good until you add in there Shani Ocha Lecha, Shani Toim Lecha. Why? Because Yadayim She'ein Mochichos Lo Havyon Yadayim. To which the Gemara says, In Shmuel Mokilo Lamastisin Krav Yehuda. Yes, in fact, Shmuel holds that our Mishnah reflects the Yubosay. By the way, j- just to understand, if you look back for just a moment, just a moment, go back to Beis Amad Allah for just a second, just a second. You could see, by the way, now based on this, how this reads back into the Mishnah. Because remember again, the Mishnah says last few lines: "Ha'omer lechaveru, mudrani mimcha, mufarshani mimcha, meruchukani mimcha, shani ochelacha, shani toyim lacha." So Shmuel says, "Why does the Mishnah add in those phrases? Shani ochelacha, shani toyim lacha." Shmuel holds because otherwise, without those modifiers, meruchukani, mufarshani, mudrani. Are yadayim she'enon mochichos and yadayim she'enon mochichos a yad that is unclear is not a yad. The other side, our Mishnah reflects the view of Rabbi Huda. What does Rabbi Huda say? Here we go. The Amr yadayim she'enon mochichos lahab yadayim because Rabbi Huda is of the opinion that yadayim she'enon mochichos. I will say so. A yad that's not clear or a yad that's ambiguous ultimately again is not a yad. Now where do we see this? this is actually quite interesting. This because we learn. Gufo shall get. It was actually quite fascinating. Gufo shall get. What's the essence of a get? Right? Divorce document. What's the essence of a get? Gufo shall get. Hare at mutaras l'chol adam. So I will say, the essence of a get, right? The, the most important phrase in a get is hare at mutaras l'chol adam. Right? It's the exact opposite of what you say under the chuppah. Right? Under the chuppah, a man says to his wife, hare at nikudeshasli, kidas Moshe Yisra, hare at nikudeshasli, write your mind, exclusivity, a get, hare at muteres l'chol adam, you're permitted to everyone. Now, we'll say, so that is the most important statement in the get. Take a look at the run for just a moment. You see the run on the right-hand side? You see, we'll say, by the way, I meant to mention this, in the darim, tosis, if you notice, by the way, is in the margin. Right, Tosas is there, he's just in the margin. He was kicked, he was kicked off the, the primary part of the page over. He got bumped. So we'll say, so now if you see right where Tosas begins on the page, right there in the run, Gufo shall get Adam, So listen to this. The first thing of the Rabbanon is the most important phrase you need in a get is Because the Rabbanon say that makes it explicitly clear that this document is what divorces, is what, is what ends this marriage and makes her permitted to every other man. 
Now watch this. Rabbi Yudam, Rabbi Yudam says, no, that's not enough. You also have to have written into the document what? V'dein diyahavi lechim inai, sefer terechim, v'igeres shavukim. Rabbi Yudam, you also have to have written in the get itself, you have to have written these words. V'dein, and this, this document, will be from me to you, a sefer terechim, a book. Terechim, I'll say, literally is expulsion. V'igeres shavukim, Right? And literally, again, a book or a letter of leaving you. So in other words, Rabbi Huda holds, it's not just enough to write in the phrase, Hari'at mutaras l'chal adam. You need explicitly written in the get that it is through this get that we're done. Through this get, this get will serve as a sefer teiruchim, as an igeris shvukim. Now watch this. What's the machlokis over here? This is incredible. What's the machlokis over here? Did Rabbanon hold that it's enough to have written in the get, Hari'at mutaras l'chal adam? Right? Rabbi Huda holds, you need that statement, but you also need follow-up statements. Why? Because Rabbi Huda holds, Yadayim she'inan mochichos lo havin yadayim. Because what's Rabbi Huda holds like this. If you just have the phrase, Hariyat mutaras adam, Rabbi Huda's concerned that a person may think that maybe the actual get is affected through dibor, is affected through words. Right? Therefore, you need to have explicitly written in there this is a book of Teiruchin. This is a book of Shavukin. It is through this document that we are concluding our marriage. The Rabbanon hold, no you don't. People understand it based on the phrase that, what? Hari'ak mutaris l'chaladam. So the Gemara is suggesting, what's the Machlokes? What's the Machlokes? Do we hold Yadayim Shein Mochichos, Havi Yadayim or the Havi Yadayim? The Rabbanon hold that a Yad does not have to be explicit. That's why they hold it's enough just to go ahead and say Hari'ak mutaris l'chaladam. Rabbi Huda says no, because that statement by itself could lead one to an erroneous thought that maybe Gittin is affected through Dibor. Therefore, you need to be explicit in the get itself and write, this is the book that dissolves the marriage. Take a look at the Ran for just one more moment. Rabbi Huda Omer Bidin, Tilokasa Bidin, Habyan Yadayim Shin Mochichos, the Dilma Bidibura Megarishla. That's what Rabbi Huda is concerned about. He's concerned that even though you have this statement written in the Get, because it's not explicit, that what? What's not, what's not explicit? What's not explicit is that it's the Get itself that's affecting divorce. You might think that divorce is affected through Dibor. So Rabbi Huda holds Yadayim She'enon Mochichos, a partial statement that is not explicit is not a valid statement. Say for Abosai, carry this to Nadarim. Shmuel, Paskin is like Rabbi Huda. Shmuel has Rabbi Huda, and that's why Shmuel understands our Mishnah reflects the view of Rabbi Huda. Therefore, what? Abosai, here we go. It's all coming together so beautifully. Therefore, what? When the Mishnah introduces us to the concept of Yados, what does the Mishnah say? First, it gives the general statements Mujani Mimcha, Mifrushani Mimcha, Mirukhukani Mimcha, and then Abosai, what's the next part of the Mishnah? Let's follow up with a statement. What's the statement? Shani ocha lecha, shani toim lecha. Why? We'll say, why is that there? Shmuel posits because our Mishnah reflects the view of Rabbi Yehuda, who holds yadayim she'enon mochichos, enon yadayim. That a partial statement that's not explicit is not a proper yad. And therefore, again, the statements of mudrani mimcha, mifrushani mimcha, meruchukani mimcha by themselves are absolutely meaningless because that's a yad, it's an inexplicit, ambiguous, unclear yad. Therefore, it doesn't work. Only once you append, do I now understand what we're talking about. Incredible.
absolutely incredible. To which the Gemara says, one second. Amai dochik shmuel lo okma lemas nisin krab Yehuda. So we'll say, but why does Shmuel have to go out of his way to establish our Mishnah? We'll say our Mishnah means the Mishnah based on Dalif. Why does he have to go out of his way to establish our Mishnah? Sorry. Or right, where, where, why does he have to go out of his way to establish our Mishnah? Ultimately, again, as as holding Rabbi Yehuda, look Makirabanon, establish it like Rabbanon. So we'll say it's Machlokas. So now it's a machlokas. So just like you have Rabbi Hudo holds that yadayim she'inon mochichos lo havin yadayim that an inexplicit, unclear, ambiguous yad is not a proper yad. There's also the rabbanon. And I will say, what do the rabbanon hold? Yadayim she'inon mochichos havin yadayim. They hold that even a partial statement that's not clear, that's ambiguous, that's inexplicit, ultimately again is still a proper yad. So Shmuel, why do you have to go out of your way to set up the Mishnah like like Rabbi Huda set up the Mishnah like the Rabbanon? To which the Gemara says, "Amar Rava, Masnisin Kishisei." Rava says like this. That's because Rabbi Shmuel had a problem with the Mishnah. What was the problem with the Mishnah? Amai Taani Shani Ochel Lecha Shani Toim Lecha. Listeni Shani Ochel Shani Toim. So it's very interesting. So ultimately, again, what Shmuel was bothered by is like this. Why did the Mishnah have to say Shani Ochel Shani Toim to you? Just say Shani Ochel Shani Toim. In other words, that, that would have been enough. They both say, what, what, why is the Lecha necessary? So they both say, what does Lecha accomplish? What does Lecha accomplish? Lecha accomplish just it makes it explicit. It makes it explicit. <laughs> Leaving aside recipro- the right reciprocal right now, because we kind of moved past that a little bit. We don't know, right? The Gemara kind of, remember again, that, that was part of approach number two. The Gemara kind of abandoned that a little bit. We're not approach. So we'll say, what Shmuel looks like, he's like, I don't understand. If, you, if a Yad doesn't have to be Muchach, right? If a Yad doesn't need to be explicit, then just say, right? Mudrani Mimcha Shani Ochel. Okay. In other words, well, say, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to kind of like understand what you think devourer is trying to accomplish in that. Why do you have to add in l'cha? So we'll say what l'cha adds, again, is a level of explicit kite, right? In other words, it adds on an additional level of specificity. So we'll say, so now Shmuel sees that and he says, well, it must be that the Mishnah is trying to drive home the point that what? That a yad has to be mukhach. That a partial declaration, although it doesn't have to be complete, complete, and fully, fully, a thousand percent explicit, has to be explicit enough that what? You understand exactly what the intent of the vower truly is. To which the Gemara says, Shmami no, Bo'inon Yadayim Shmochichos. Well, say, learn from here that what? Although a Yad, the partial declaration works, a partial declaration only works if what? If it's Muchach, if it's clear, and if it's explicit, what the intent of the vow really was. So we'll say, this, by the way, major, major, major development. Major Nadarm development. We'll see that Lachal Maisa in just a moment. So we'll say, so now I know that the Yad works. That's not a condition new that the Yad worked already from, from two minutes into Nadarim. Right? But Lamaisa, now I know that there's a machlokas. There's a machlokas about does a Yad have to be muchach or not? Does it need to be explicit or can it be ambiguous? And it sounds like, at least according to Shmuel, according to our Mishnah, that a yad has to be muhach. Yadayim have to be mochichos. So we're not finished with this. Here we go. Both sides finish up the daf. Itmar. 
Yadayim shel machlokes. We'll say this is actually machlokes amoraim. It's machlokes amoraim. See here we go. Yadayim shel machlokes. We'll say what happens. So, so again, just to define our terms, a yad partial declaration she'ena machlokes means it's a bit ambiguous, unclear, or inexplicit. What's the status of such a yad? Here we go. Abaye Amar Habin Yadayim. Abaye says it works. It works. The Rava Amar Lo Habin Yadayim. And Rava says it doesn't work. Amar Rava, Rabbi Idi Asabrali. So Rava says, I'm going to tell you the truth. How do I know? How do I know that it doesn't work? Because Rabbi Idi taught me the following halacha. Amar Kra, this is great. The Pasik says, Nazir Lahazir. Never say, remember again. Now remember again. What did we learn out from Nazir Lahazir? Remember again? What did we learn? Nazir Lahazir is the source. That Yodos, that there's a concept of Yad. But watch this, Rabbi Idi took this a step further. So, Nazir Lahazir Lashem, Makish, Yodos Naziris Naziris. This is incredible. Rabbi Idi takes this one step further. Nazir means an explicit Nedr Naziris. Lahazir teaches me what? That even a Yad works. But the Torah compares a Yad to a complete Nedr Naziris. And what, what does the comparison accomplish? Just like a nether naziros must be fully explicitly articulated, so to a yad must be explicitly clear as well. I will say, remember again, a yad by definition is never going to be as clear, as clear as a complete explicit articulation, but it has to be explicit enough that its intent is completely understood. Incredible. Perhaps, let's say, that Abayi and Rabbah, so remember again, Abayi says that, that ultimately, again, a Yad does not have to be Muchach. It doesn't have to be explicit. It doesn't explicitly clear. Rabbah holds, it has to be. So the Gemara says, maybe the Machlokis Abayi and Rabbah is the same Machlokis Rabbi Huda and the Rabbanon by Gitten. This is not, we just mentioned it before. Gufal shall get. What is the essence of a get? So, Hari'at Mutaras Nechaladam. The Rabbanon say, all it has to say is Hari'at Mutaras Nechaladam. Once you have that phrase written in a get, you are good to go. You're good to go. That's all you need. That's all you need. Rabbi Huda says, no, no, no. Rabbi Huda, on the other hand, holds that's not true. Halakha, I said, for a get to be effective, what has to happen? It has to be explicit, right? This is a document. This is a document of expulsion, right? A letter of abandonment. A get Peturin, right? A document ultimately again of, of making you free. So we'll say, we would say, Abayi Damakirabban, Abarbu Damakirabi Huda. So we'll say, beautiful. We could set up the Amoraim like the Tanoim, that ultimately again, Abaye, Abayi who holds that Yadayim, Sheinon Mochichos, Havyan Yadayim, he'll hold like the Rabbanon. Rava, who holds Yadayim, Sheinon Mochichos, Lo Havyan Yadayim, will be like Rabbi Huda. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. I said that wrong. Rava, right, Rav, Rav who holds, Rava holds, right, sorry. Sabai holds the Rabbanon, Rav Dhamma Krabi Yuda. Abai will say no. No, 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 no. Abai is Rav saying, remember again. Abai says, Yadayim She'inon Mochichos, Habyon Yadayim. That even a Yad that's not explicit still works. And, and Abai says, the truth is, my shita works even, even according to the Rabbanon. Why? Listen to this. Rav Dhamma Krabi Yuda. Amulcha Abai. And the four lines up from the bottom here in days. So listen to this. Abai says, I could hold even like Rabbi Huda. How so? Abai said, remember again, Abai was the one who said that Yadayim, Sheinon Mochichos, ultimately again, Havin Yadayim. 
that even an inexplicit yad works. Now he says, my opinion could even work in contrast with Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda said, by get, what do you need? You need all of these additional phrases that make it explicitly clear. Why? We'll say like this. Rabbi Huda was saying you need to be explicit by get. Right? Why do you have to be explicit by get, Rabbi Because you have to be explicit by get. Because a get is a get krisos. And Rabbi said, we know, by the way, that anything that halacha lamaisa leaves some level of connection between husband and wife undermines the effectiveness of gerishin. Otherwise, the effectiveness of divorce. Sabai says, you're, you're taking Rabbi Huda's shita by gitin and you're globalizing it. Right? So what you're saying is because Rabbi Huda says, you have to be a thousand percent explicit in a get. It's not enough just to write, Hariak muteras the chaladam, you're permitted to every man. No, you have to write that this get is the book of abandonment. This book is the get of expulsion. This book is the book of sorrow. You have to write it. Okay, because by gitin, by gitin, you need krisos. By gitin, it has to be one million percent clear that this get represents the total severing of the marital bond. But that's by gitin. That's by gitin. Aba ba'ama mishamisle. What Abai is pointing out over here is, and this is an interesting, the Gemara just wants to appreciate it. The Gemara made a wild and dramatic jump. We took the positions of Rabbi Huda and Rabbanon by gitin, and we assumed that we could expand these shitas out to as many different cases as we want. So we took Bagitin, suddenly we took those opinions again and we applied it to Nadarim. And Abai is saying, where'd you get that from? Where'd you get that from? Rabbi Huda only holds that you have to be explicitly clear Bagitin because a get has to be a safer Christos, has to, has to fundamentally, totally and wholly sever the marital bond. But perhaps by Nadarim, perhaps by Nadarim, Rabbi Huda would agree that Yadayim She'enon Mochichos works. Works. Similarly, Barava Omar, Rava says the truth is, now I remember again, Rava holds that Yadayim She'enon Mochichos, Lo Havdin Yadayim. Right? That if you have a Yad that's not explicit, it doesn't work. But Rava will say the truth is, my Shita works very well even with Rabbanon. Why? How so? So watch this. Remember again, according to Rabbanon, what do you need by Get? What do you need by Get? All you need is one phrase, which is, I just want to be clear, it's not a topic, but when, when the Rabbanon say you only need one phrase, of course, no one's saying you only need one phrase, right? Again, it has many different parts. You need the name of the husband, name of the wife, whereas what they're saying is the phrase in the get which affects divorce. The Rabbanon are saying all you need is that phrase, that's all you need. So Rabbi says, it's only by get that the Rabbanon don't require a greater level of exp- explicitivity, explicitness, right? Explicit kite, right? This is a kite. Why? Why? Was I top above? The ain adam megarish as eshes chavero. Here's the interesting part. When you're divorcing someone, there's not too much ambiguity as to who you're divorcing, right? In other words, even if a man is married to two women, right? More the chances are they don't have the same name. So a get has the name of the husband, get has the name of a wife. So we'll say, when Reuven is divorcing Rachel, they haven't used Reuven and Rachel in a while, by the way, right? We miss them. Right? When, when, when Reuven is divorcing Rachel, it's clear who he's divorcing. So even if the statement itself 
is not one million percent explicit. You don't need it to be. For the simple reason is, you can't divorce your friend's wife. In other words, it's abundantly clear who it is you're divorcing. So because of that, the Rabbanon holds even a Yad She'enon Muchach, right? Even a partial statement that's not explicitly, like a million percent clear, it's understood. It's understood. But perhaps in the case of Nedarim, in the case of Nedarim, perhaps even the Rabbanon would agree that you need Yadayim Mochichos. Therefore, Rabbosai, the Yomar just pointing out over here, our attempt, our attempt to align the Amoraim, Abayi, and Rava with the Rabbanon and, and, and Rabbi Huda in the Mishnah Gitin doesn't necessarily line up. Rabbosai, let me just share with you two last things that we're going to stop for today. So first of all, this sugi is not finished. This sugi is not finished yet. But I just want to tell you, just, just for the purpose of just being able to hold on to something, the Rambam Paskins in Hilchos Nedarim, Parak Aleph Halacha Chav Gimel. The Rambam writes, Ha'omer lechavero, mudra animimcha, mashma davar zeshelo yedabri imo. So we'll say, so bottom line, we're going to see that the Rambam Paskins, Rambam Paskins, that yad, a yad only works if it's muchach. If it's muchach. The Rambam Paskins, yadayim she'enon mochichos, Lo havyan yadayim. A partial statement will work as long as what? As long as it's what? As long as it is explicitly clear. That's why I will say the Rambam says if you go over to your friend, I go over to your friend and say, Ruvain, mudur animimcha, I'm nedarj from you. The Rambam says, you know how we interpret that? We interpret that as to mean, I don't want to talk to you. Right? Mufrashanimimcha, right? I'm separated from you. We interpret that as what? I don't want to do business with you. Meruchok animimcha, I'm distanced from you. Means I don't want to come into your Dalaramas. It's not Nadarim. It's not Nadarim. Right? The Ramam goes through all of these cases, and the Kesef Mishnah says, ultimately, again, She'ein Yadayim Ochichos Lo Hav Yadayim Echein Pasak Rabbeinu. So we'll say that's how the Ramam Paskins. A Yad, the partial statement, will work, but it has to be Yadayim Ochichos. It has to be a Yad that is explicitly understood. So it could be a truncated form of a Nedar statement, but it has to be incredibly explicit. I will say, speaking about this last night a little bit, this, this idea. This idea of yadayim she'enon mochichos lo havyin yadayim. It's such a profound statement also on a hashkafic level. Shabbosai, what's the yad? What does the yad? So, okay, here yad means a partial declaration. But your yad means your hand. Your yad means your hand. Shabbosai, the hand is ultimately, again, how we produce in this world. The hand, right, represents our accomplishment. That's why I remember, again, every single morning we put on tefillin shal yad, tefillin shal rosh. So my tefillin shal rosh means I'm binding my mind, my soul, the neshama, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The yad represents my physical prowess. This is how I accomplish. This is how I do things. So ultimately, I'm binding that to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So I will say, it's interesting that in life, a lot of people talk about what they're going to do. Right? They talk. Right, here's my plan, here's what I'm gonna do. And they have the best plans, right? And the most beautifully articulated divisions. There's only one problem, which is what? Which is what? They fail to deliver. They just never act. Never act. Again, I will say, and so many people go through life like this. These beautiful ideas, ideals, dreams, aspirations, but they, they never act. I will say, you know what we call that? That's a yad she'enon muchach. That's yadayim she'enon mochichos. Muchach means something explicit, clear, or proven. Yadayim she'enon mochichos are hands that don't prove anything. Hands that don't do anything. Hands that don't explicitly bring into this world a comprehensive vision. I will say, what's the status of yadayim she'enon mochichos? What's the halacha? 
Ainon Yadayim. Right? Ainon Yadayim. Lo said, because at the end of the day, when you have hands, you have the ability to accomplish, talking about what you're going to do is very nice, as long as it lays the groundwork for dynamic activity. But if you don't launch, if you don't produce, if you don't actually create something, that's Yadayim She'enon Mochichos. It's hands that have proven nothing. Right? It's inexplicit hands. It's inexplicit koach. And koach, which remains unactualized, koach, which remains in the planning stages, lo havyun yadayim. It's not a proper use of one's dynamic life prowess. Sunday. What a great way to start the week. should be a week of big dreams, big goals, and big aspirations. But more than that, we should be to have a live a life of yadayim mochichos. Shukar kabosai.